Welcome to Video Game Mythos, Episode 6. And also welcome to the scariest month of the year, October. A month where we celebrate our fear, and we enjoy that entertainment that is ever so bittersweet. Today, on Video Game Mythos, we celebrate this adrenaline rush of horror by looking at one of the most parasitical races in our universe. They are commonly known as the Flood. The Flood is an ancient alien parasite that attains their title of Flood by the overwhelming numbers that they swarm and control planets. Even if they weren't named the Flood and there was only one individual, it would still be absolutely terrifying. This contagion that infects consciousness is truly unstoppable. What's even more messed up about the Flood is that once they've taken control of you, you're not dead. You're still there. You can still think. And they torture you for the rest of your life. Imagine not being able to control your actions and being in a constant state of pain, the likes of which you can't imagine. So try to imagine it, but you can't. Ah. But where did the flood come from? And that's a very weighted question because the answer to this question goes back about 10 million years. I'm sure you all don't have 10 million years of time to spare for me to tell you the details of this story, so let me sum it up for you quickly here. Long ago, a race known as the Forerunner, you might be familiar with the Forerunner, they created and indexed the Flood inside of these little rings called halos. By indexing the Flood in these halos, they were able to quarantine the Flood from further spreading. The ring itself is an extremely massive weapon, designed not to kill the Flood, but to kill their food. Humans, animals, the halo ring is designed to eliminate all sentient life within a 25,000 light year radius. So let's talk about the origin of the Flood. Long, long ago, 10 million years ago to be approximate, the race known as the Forerunners rose up against another race called the Precursors. The Precursors denied the Forerunners their mantle of responsibility, which is basically like the foundation of their religion. Not a big deal at all. But being denied that, it started a war. Being denied their religion, the Forerunners rose up against the Precursors and won. The Precursors found a way to survive. They transformed into a sort of dust and spread themselves amongst the galaxy. Over the following millennia, they kind of mutated. They turned into more of a disease than the original gift that they had envisioned. And over the years, born the Flood. This basically means that the Forerunners are fighting a million-year-old war against the Precursors. Because the Precursors are now the Flood, and the Flood is what the Forerunners are trying to protect the universe from. There's a lot of individual stories in this 10 million year gap, but ultimately, the Forerunners rose up against the Precursors, the Precursors transformed into a powder, 
That powder became the flood. That's the sum of it. Ten million years after the Forerunner Precursor War, during their colonization of other planets, humans discovered automated cargo ships of an unknown origin. These cargo ships had supposedly arrived from one of the Magellanic Clouds and crashed on planets near the edge of the galaxy. The humans found no crew, but they did find millions of small transparent cylinders filled with an unknown powder. Early tests showed the powder to be harmless and useless, being composed of lifeless short-chain organic molecules. Since these vials were the main finding in these cargo ships, it was believed that they were useful, but every test of them proved ineffectual. So they began to inject this powder into small domesticated animals called ferus. These ferus became better behaved once being treated with the powder, and over the years, it became routine for the ferru to receive the powder injection. Unlike pets in our culture here on Earth, other than alley cats, we typically don't allow our pets to mate with random outside animals, but that wasn't the case on this planet. The ferus were allowed to mate and reproduced a lot. Their offspring grew a patch of fur that was unlike previous ferus of their generation, and this patch of fur grew on their backs between their shoulders. It was observed that ferus would often be munching on the fur that was on the backs of other ferus. Eventually, this made them carnivorous and crave the taste of blood. Over time, growths such as the fur began to become more and more disgusting. As these aberrations would continue to grow at an exponential rate, the Faru and the planet that they reside on, known as Fon Hakor, would quickly be overran and be the first flood-controlled planet. You did it again, humanity. You let your curiosity inject some random powder into a critter, and now it's taken over the planet. Way to go. But this isn't the end of their story. The humans of Fon Hakor eventually figured out a way to defeat the Flood. By manipulating certain parts of their genetic makeup, they were able to prevent the infection of about a third of the human population on the planet. Then, by specifically putting the altered human in the way of the Flood, the Flood would kind of eat the human and get some of that new modified genetic makeup in their systems. And then the flood turned on itself. This almost completely eradicated the flood. Except the flood are more resilient than that. A small group of the flood found a, a spaceship and were able to isolate themselves for hundreds, possibly even thousands of years. And later... The Flood returned and began its conquest of total galactic domination. Now, if you're anything like me, then you're probably wondering how the Flood managed to escape extinction on Fon Hakor narrowly and then rebound to still give a great contest to one of the most technologically advanced superior races of our galaxy, 
the Forerunner. And that story begins on a planet known as Seaward. Seaward is designated as uninhabitable to the Forerunners. It is kind of a secret amongst the Forerunner elite. If you don't know much about Forerunners, Forerunners themselves are almost extremely exquisite in technology. They have personal armor and vehicles. They have amazing communication technology. And starships are common, like the vehicle is in our society. But on Seaward, it's a little different. The Forerunner that inhabits Seaward are amongst the elite. They are the richest, the wealthiest, the most well-known. And this is where the story of the Flood resumes. A small frontier settlement known as Wharftown, located on Seaward, is home to a Forerunner woman named Soma. One evening, Soma plans to paint the picture of a beautiful sunset. Seaward, being a planet of a binary star system, has two suns. Similarly to the full solar eclipse witnessed here on Earth, the two suns have a very rare occurrence to line up, where they become extremely close to one another. This interaction of two stars at such a close distance to this planet present a beautiful array, a rainbow of the spectrum of light, and it is so bright and so intense, it is impossible to see. Soma plans to be at the beach, a beautiful shoreline with a vista like none other found on any planet in the galaxy. Her plan is to paint this event. Except the event is so blinding, she has brought a piece of technology with her called a jet painter. The jet painter is similar to a camera in our technology, except the jet painter physically paints what is in front of it. So she sets down her easel, she gets ready for the event, and as the two stars of this solar system begin to touch one another, a beautiful blinding light is overwhelming Soma. She allows her jet painter to dance over the canvas as this beautiful bright light overwhelms her senses. After the event, just a few short moments, she opens her eyes and bears witness to what the jet painter had just painted. But the sight of this canvas as it met her eye was not what she expected. Just above the two suns, as they were beginning to loft in the horizon, there is a, an unknown object, a dark spot shaped like a teardrop with a yellowy, hazy tail swooping off in the distance like a streak of smoke. Soma winced. Her eyes were removed from the canvas as they look up toward the horizon near the two suns, and to her astonishment, she noted that the jet painter was not malfunctioning. The jet painter painted exactly what it saw. A ship. Soma knew that this was not a routine circumstance. Ships never visited seaward. She gathered her things and headed back to Wharftown. 
The real scary thought here is that this story tells how the flood went from a single ship to taking over an entire planet. But what's really interesting is that it was a targeted planet. This was a planet that had the elite, the wealthy of the Forerunner. What a high-value target. Additionally, it was low technology. It was a vacationing place, a place for people to get away. So the Flood almost seemed like they knew what they were doing. So not only is this an extremely rabid disease that takes control of any consciousness that it infects, but it also has the capability of making extremely well-planned decisions. Let's just be glad that the Flood are only a part of the Halo universe. I would like to give a shout out to all of our viewers, to all of our listeners, to anyone who has subscribed, who has liked us on any of our podcasting networks, to anyone who has engaged us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You all have fueled the growth that has ignited the spark in our hearts that makes us as passionate as we are. Thank you for your support and continued growth as we evolve and flood your earballs with some of the best video game myths we can find. Thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos. That round of applause was for you, by the way.